Hey everyone, thanks for joining for a new episode. Uh, I'll be quick on the intro. Uh, We've got Mark Anderson today. Uh, He is a co-host of a uh, podcast called Amigos PC. Uh, That podcast focuses on guests with uh, backgrounds in comedy, cinema, and crypto. He is a podcast host and a uh, crypto miner. So uh, we will talk a little bit or a good bit about crypto and uh, his mining uh, of crypto and uh, why he has been referred to as the poor man's Tom Segura, uh, who's a brilliant comedian. Anyways, uh, I'll be back at the end, uh, and I'll also hit you with an Urban Dictionary here in this episode uh, after the sponsor uh, ad, so I hope you enjoy it. Uh, again, get, if you're not, follow me on Twitter, and uh, if you're on Facebook, just go like the Jeff Macalino podcast Facebook page. Uh, you can just search it, Jeff Macalino podcast. Uh, and also uh, Instagram. I'll put all my socials in the uh, show notes, which I don't always do. Uh, I've gotten some great feedback uh, about the last few episodes, so I hope if you haven't, you go on back and listen to those as well. And with all that said, hope you enjoy my chat with Mark Anderson. All right, and now I welcome Mark Anderson to the Jeff Macalino podcast. How are you, Mark? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Good. Thanks for thanks for joining me. And I this is my first drink of the day. I'm on East Coast time. If that makes you judge me less. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. You can start drinking whenever. It's five o'clock somewhere, right? Yeah. Actually, not not gonna lie which is (laughs) ngl (laughs) uh not gonna lie i used to at my desk at work have a list of where it was five o'clock for from 7 a.m until until 5 (laughs) p.m i would have a place in the country where it's like yeah five o'clock and in some place in in russia (laughs) so you can actually say the 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 place instead of the token saying of it's somewhere oh yes that's that's how much i wanted to drink while i was at work (laughs) that i that i literally had to have a list of every place in in the world where every time zone it would be five o'clock now there's people right now listening to this and and they're essentially relating to this conversation right now (laughs) i hope so i hope so actually i need to i need to work that into uh i I need to figure out a way to work that into my stand-up because i always talk about uh, I'm I'm just starting stand up and I've been working in an office for 11 years. I don't know why I have to look at a calendar to to remember how long. But uh I always say I need some relatable office stuff. I feel like that could that could work. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll need to remember that. <laughs> but uh Mark uh you have a uh <clears throat> excuse me. You have a uh a fun podcast and uh the and it's amigos pc yes yes and uh the the last episode confused me a little bit with the crypto because (laughs) so so i love to talk about crypto with people who don't know too much about crypto okay (laughs) but when when people talk about crypto uh that know like the nuts and bolts of it i'm like oh man i'm stupid (laughs) no and with me starting my journey in crypto, I, I have realized that a lot because uh, essentially I 
did a crash course in YouTube University, and as I'm like watching these experienced uh, crypto miners or investors and things like that, I, I had to like sit there and continually stop the videos. Like, okay, well, what he just what did that mean that he just said or they just said or, or you know things like that. So I, I, I am starting to realize that that's uh, really um, it's happening uh, everywhere uh, or it's it's uh, normal. I guess. Yeah, they're normal. <laughs> yeah, it's... It, uh, so I remember my first introduction to crypto was in... I think I was in college. I was watching John Stossel's show on Fox Business. And Bitcoin, I think he said at the time, was like $14 for a Bitcoin. So very early in the game, and I went on, I got paid to go to college. I got excess scholarships. I was living at home, so I got paid like 25 grand for my four years of college. Plus I worked, so I actually was a college student with some money. <laughs> so when I heard about it, I'm like, I'm going to go buy a couple grand of Bitcoin uh, at $14. At, Obviously, I didn't, (laughs) but I went online and I tried and I'm like, you have to do this and crypto wall. I'm like, this is only for weirdos. Nobody's going to ever be able to figure out how to buy this, let alone do it, it, transact with it or anything. And uh, boy, I wish I had gone to someone who knew tech a little bit more and said, hey, can you help me set up a crypto wallet and all this stuff? So I could yeah. have been a multimillionaire right now if my my gut was always telling me just from that very beginning, like, uh, and I still kind of have that instinct. If something's super cheap and has great potential, even if you don't have a lot of money, buy some of it because... <laughs> you never know. Right. So I, I then started in uh, uh, Coinbase because that is i think now maybe now that like robin hood has even though there's a lot of bad things about robin hood um and there probably is about coinbase also um but my attitude has always been when i think it's dipping just buy it and never sell it and <laughs> buy the dip buy the dip yeah and, and, well and i i've i almost started doing it like a savings account where it's like well uh, so every paycheck I get from work, I put 75 bucks or 100 bucks into my uh, savings account just automatically, depending on the time of year and how much money I think I need. I just put a little bit. So I started doing that with my savings once a month. I just put that money into crypto instead of into into savings. And oh, nice. uh, it that that's kind of how I view crypto as like a savings account. But I feel like that's maybe... I don't know what I don't know much, enough about crypto that it's a smart investment. It's just a, a gut feeling. <laughs> so well, you know I, more than me. <laughs> well, well, one thing I got to say, especially if we're going to talk about like actually buying crypto. Uh, you know, I'm not a financial advisor, so anything I say essentially means nothing. Uh, but uh, you, you just got to do your own research and figuring out. And, and I think that's where a lot of people get hung up is, is them trying to do their own research because you know, like yourself, you're like I know. Uh, like this little bit of it but then as soon as I start to get a little further into it or deeper into crypto I get lost and and like you were saying my last episode uh, it was a little confusing with some of the stuff we talked about uh, which we should get into that too just so I can you know kind of maybe clarify some things for you 
uh, on whatever came up. But uh, I'm not a huge fan of Coinbase and Robinhood just because of of the FUD that's relating around them, uh, or you know, just like the the, the they have. Uh, a bad light and a good light, right? It's so a lot. There's a lot of things, uh, especially recently with Robinhood. That's just it, it. They're in the bad light essentially for investors and retail buyers. Uh, but they are good because they are like an on ramp to somebody that wants to start, right? Uh, whether that be crypto or the stock market, they're a very good learning tool, and, and I like that about them. But then there's also the bad light, so you, you just gotta weigh your pros and cons with. Uh, each one coinbase is similar uh they have a lot of negativity in the crypto space just because they are essentially a centralized entity in which crypto is the exact opposite of what a central you know what crypto should be uh with coinbase but they're also a good learning tool so uh, that learning tool helps people on ramp into crypto and then figure out okay this isn't where I should be keeping uh, my crypto because I need to put it somewhere else. Because a, a lot of things, too, with crypto uh, and exchanges like Coinbase, uh, you don't get your private keys. Uh, and it, there's a saying in crypto is if you don't have your private keys, and, that, and that's like your hard wallet, the wallet you have in your pocket all the time, your hard keys, that's what that is. Um, and essentially, if you don't have those, that crypto is not yours. So mm. now there's even more risk with Coinbase being uh, a publicly traded uh, entity on the stock market. If the stock market tanks, well, what happens to all the crypto that they're holding? You know, it, it, it's it can go now hand in hand. So if 1920 something happens and the stock market completely disappears for a, you know a year or so, well, what happens to Coinbase now? And that's a question that just hasn't been answered yet, and and a reason why I've kind of diverted from it uh, with keeping a majority of stuff in there. I I I will be very transparent that I do hold th- you know some crypto in there, but it's very negligible. And that's you touched on it, the beginners part. I think those because I've tried a few different, uh, mm-hmm. both for stock market and for crypto, a few different apps and and programs and all that stuff and coinbase and robin hood i would say are clearly the most user-friendly of yeah. all of them Absolutely. uh they've got huge limitations i i know because uh with both stocks and crypto uh like i was trying to buy uh um, a weed stock that was <laughs> a quarter of a penny and they don't trade stocks like that on on robin hood uh, I had to go to TD Ameritrade online and pay, you know, to me, that's all so, com- I, I'm intelligent, so I can usually figure it out, but it, it's like, yeah. this is so confusing, what, I don't know these words, I didn't know, I don't know what a, a, a I can't even remember some of the words, but <laughs> it, it's like, it's confusing to me, but Coinbase and Robinhood are, I don't know why some of the uh, more secure or better apps or trading services aren't as user-friendly as those because those are super easy. And maybe that's part of the problem is if it's too easy, it's you're, you're giving up too much of the control almost. 
Yeah, I think that you know, it, each entities they they have like their own um, their own audience base. I guess you could say similar to like a podcast. So if you're you're talking at an elevated level, uh, you're going to attract you know a different type of clientele and, and you know companies teach Meritrade. Um, you know, there, there's a an exchange out there for crypto, KuCoin, uh, Binance also is kind of pretty similar to. Uh, the advanced level so there's it's just they're attracting different audiences I guess uh, is my opinion on it uh, on figuring out so and that's why I say you know Coinbase and and Robinhood apps like that uh, they're very good um, on-ramp tools for somebody that's trying to get into to crypto yeah it's uh, it, it definitely makes it simpler like I um, and just to jump back real quick FUD what is that? Uh, I can't right off the top of my head give you the exact acronym for it, but essentially it's misinformation. Uh, it, it's okay. what cryptocurrency enthusiasts deem like, okay, well, this is misinformation about particular, you know, something or other, and they just call it FUD. I, I, there's an acronym. It's an acronym for specifically, but I can't even it, – it, um, can't think of it right now i'll, I'll urban dictionary at, at some there point you go. Yeah. <laughs> um so but yeah it's essentially it's just misinformation about something uh the one good example uh in this also and that's another thing about fud too it, it could be subjective uh my personal thoughts and opinions of of what fud really could or is uh or a good example of it is the whole elon musk uh, and Bitcoin being mined, uh, not on renewable resources, or a substantial amount of it not being uh, mined right. on uh, renewable resources. That's that is a lot of fud, uh, and I just don't think that uh, Elon, you know, has all the facts. I'm hoping it's that and not a direct attack, because I very quickly just from I, I have a lot of. Uh, well, you might you might have seen my shirt. I, I have a lot of libertarian, or follow a lot of libertarian people on Twitter, and they instantly posted a gazillion articles disproving what Elon said. Yeah. Uh, about about that, and I can't imagine. So so my first thought was this is for some reason Elon's going trying to make Bitcoin fall. <laughs> Which also is another thing that I don't think really makes sense because the, the amount of money that Tesla had put towards Bitcoin, they haven't sold it yet. Like it's just sitting there, and they bought it at forty thousand. So right now they're at a loss. Mm. Uh, so even though the company made a substantial amount of money at one point, well, they never they just held it. So it, that whatever money they made, it just now has dwindled down, and, and people don't uh, they intentionally want to ignore that fact. Uh, of of what Tesla's doing, what I really think it is, or my opinion at least uh, of what it is, it there's a lot of fud on you know Bitcoin and other uh, cryptocurrencies that are proof of work. They consume a lot of power, and not a lot of people know where that power is being consumed. And so could it be you know what they call dirty power or uh, like coal and things like that, or or is it renewable resources? Uh, in China, in most of their big facilities with cryptocurrency mining, uh, is in provinces where majority of the power is supplied by coal. 
well, China, not all of China, first off, is on that scale of, of uh, mining uh, on coal or, or other dirty um, uh, sources of power. Uh, but then also at the same time, like there are, there's like a portion of China that's on renewable. They, they built one facility uh, that I know of, and it's in the top five of the biggest uh, Bitcoin mining facilities in the world. Uh, they built it next to a dam and they built the dam specifically for this city and what its purpose is, uh, which I, leads me to believe the government might be involved with you know the mining itself as well. And the facility is ran through that dam along with the entire city, right? Mm. So that right there is a renewable resource because you're not all, all you're affecting at that point is just the ecosystem that's above the dam and, and you're letting the water do the work. And the water is going right down into similar to like the Hoover Dam. So it, it's not, that's a renewable resource. It's, it's not a, a dirty, you know, like coal or anything like that. And all of the, the U.S. based miners, which a majority of them are in Texas, uh, when it comes to Bitcoin, they already put an initiative almost half a decade ago to move into renewable resources. And we even have a couple of them that are basically there already. So, like I said, it's just a, it's a lot of misinformation. I don't think that he gathered all the facts. And I think Tesla, uh, knowing you know that misinformation's out there and that there's this cloud of you know cryptocurrency is is not mined mainly on renewable resources and the power consumption is is beyond levels that are uh, comprehensive to like people like me and you. Uh, it Tesla being essentially now a PR company. Yeah. Uh, he's saying, okay, this is bad news. We need to put a statement out and, and kind of just, you need to point the ship in the right direction, Elon. So when he posted about them not taking Bitcoin anymore because of this, it was clearly written by an executive at Tesla because he doesn't usually post a meme, I guess. It, you know, it was a snapshot. Uh, he usually types into Twitter uh, and, and, you know, whatever he says is whatever happens. <laughs> and then, you know, and now he's backpedaling. If you've seen recent tweets from him, like, "Hey, we are going to start considering Bitcoin again once they get to fifty-fifty of you know mining on renewable resources." Well, where are you getting your reports from? Because it, it's kind of already there. <laughs> it yeah, it doesn't make sense. Well, I, I've even seen things that have said that specifically, and I think this is just in American. And I, I don't mean just the United States, but I think American uh, yeah, nations, they, they've they actually discovered some uh, new renewable energy ideas because of their goal to mine Bitcoin. Like, so that's one thing I, well, there's a different rant, but I always say with, with the environment, it's like technology will figure it out. We're yeah. pretty smart species. We We seem to figure it out. Uh, you know, it's not not that we should all go throw our plastic into the ocean, but generally, we're we figure out a way to survive. I think. Yeah, <laughs> or at least fix our fuck ups, right? Right, exactly, exactly. And and don't get me started. I don't think planetary living is even like long term. I mean, like not not in our lifetimes. But I think planetary living is like, eh, it's kind of. 
ordinary. At some yeah. point, why would you live on a planet? You, you, you know, you build stations and you travel and get resources as you go. Well, I mean, I, the United States is a clear indication that we have to keep continue moving. I mean, we, we started from one coast uh, as a country and moved all the way to the other coast. You know, why did we stop? And we didn't. We ended up buying Hawaii and Alaska and who knows what's in the future. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, that's actually a great analogy. I'm going to start using that because I, I, I start drinking and, and people talk about the, the climate crisis. I'm like, yeah, at a certain point, why would we all live on Earth? We can all get in our space stations and just, you know, try like uh, like Star Trek. Just, you know, it live. would be better for the Earth if we did that. Yeah, and you can choose who you live with at that at that point too. If you if you really, <laughs> you know, you can have different societies out in space, and yeah. you know, just just pick up whatever you need. <laughs> <laughs> Go going way out there. That's that's see that's I'm one drink in. I'm already talking about it. Um, and this is whiskey, by the way. Oh, out, nice! Out of a pint that's glass. Great. That's uh, yeah. It's a good start to a Saturday. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Yeah, heck, heck yeah. My my wife is a huge whiskey fan. What is it? Oh, I, uh, I I'm gonna censor it because uh, I want them to sponsor my podcast. But it's <laughs> it's. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be an awesome sponsor, right? That's so. So I keep, uh, and I'm going to put a bleep in there now in into the into the podcast. That's that's the joke. Is at some point I'm going to uh, dump my cup of ice into this and refill my drink while okay. we're talking, and they could get a sponsorship where I say, "Well, now a refill <laughs> sponsored by." <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Huh? It's probably not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I I want to know more about is uh, the mining, and okay. so I I'll tell you how little I know about it, and um, I know you've you're you've already started a home mining. Okay, so. All I know is there's a there's a an app that I downloaded that some somebody it's I'm probably downloading malware into my phone or something but it's it's B you just click a button and you mine B coin I don't know anything about it I sent it to some people because you earn more it's a pyramid scheme yeah. <laughs> so that's all I know about mining of of crypto um, tell me a little bit. Uh, in in layman's terms, if possible, <laughs> about uh, the whole uh, mining of, of crypto that that you're doing. So, uh, well, we started off uh, me and my co-host with uh, we bought a a rig already put together, uh, and essentially a rig is uh, a number of GPUs, graphic cards, uh, essentially, uh, and a motherboard. Yeah, power supply, um, you know, just the basic needs of a computer, but with more graphics cards. Because a computer generally you only need one or two graphics cards to run what you're doing. Which, if you're using more than one, you're you're video gaming essentially at that point, uh, or like video editing. Like you're you're just you're doing a lot of video stuff uh, in some way, shape, or form. And what the GPUs do for us is they just solve uh, mathematical equations 
to build a block that's on or in a pooled network uh, of other crypto miners like ourselves, uh, and we get rewarded for that. And anytime that you go to buy a crypto uh, or sell that crypto, you got to pay a transaction fee. Uh, and uh, that transaction fee is what's being validated uh, by the crypto miners. And that's their reward. That's what they're getting rewarded. Gotcha. So, uh, so your uh, probably a very stupid question. Your electric bill is not seven million dollars a month. No, it's high, but it's not seven million dollars. <laughs> but well, but it, does it does it substantially impact it? I guess is a. Yeah, it, it does. It does, especially this time of year, it does impact uh, our profits. And we don't use uh, a scale that like a normal crypto miner would use in adjusting and, and paying for uh, the electric because it, essentially it, it does consume a lot, but it's not like essentially it would be like half of what we're paying right now um, on our electric. So myself and my co-host basically made an agreement like hey since we're doing this let's make this benefit us in a couple different ways and let's just have the rigs pay our power bills mm. so you know regardless especially since we're at home right uh that benefits us in two ways so now it's taking up all the electrical use that my kids use because uh, they don't turn the damn lights off uh <laughs> but you know, and then at the same time, like it's it's paying for itself running, you know, within, um, you know, where I have it set in the house. Gotcha. Yeah, you 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 threw me off and struck a nerve with the turning the lights off. <laughs> I don't. I I always I remember when I was a kid, my my dad would always uh, obsess over that, and I'm like, what's the big deal? And now. I, I I literally a, a couple weeks ago or a week ago I was sitting down to record a podcast and I could see there was a light on and I'm like hey hold on I got to go do this or I'm not going to be able to do a podcast I'm the whole time I'm going to be that light needs to go off <laughs> I think that's something just like triggers in your brain as soon as you have kids like the kids happen and you're like yes this is a, you know a joyful moment in my life. Uh, but then all of a sudden, the, a switch turns on in your head, and you're like, "Okay, the lights always need to be off. No one's in the room; they got to be off." Like I, I don't know, because I I felt the same way until I had kids, and then I'm sitting there, you know, one light is on uh, in a room, and no one's in that room, and I'm like, "Why are we still keeping the light on?" Like, I don't know. And, and now it's even more redundant because. Uh, you know, I have LED lights, so that light literally could stay on all year, and it cost me like you know two dollars for the entire year. <laughs> uh, and my rig is consuming you know you know almost three thousand watts every second. So it's like, uh... <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 only in men that I think that clicks too, because yeah. my my ex wife, I used to come home and do the shutting off lights tour around the house. <laughs> Be like, yep, every light's on. I can see where she's been today. <laughs> I know. I, I gotta. I gotta somehow curve it because now you know I have at this point become a hypocrite with it because of what's going on with the mining. Yeah. Uh, how much they're consuming? Uh, because beyond you know it paying the electric bill, 
uh, we're utilizing the crypto to grow our wealth and not, uh, you know, pay for basic necessities. So, you know, no one sees it but me, essentially. So, you know, the wife's like, well, what the hell is this doing? And, and that's a constant struggle as well. So it's. Yeah. Is. um, Well, and I odd because you're in Phoenix, right? Yeah. So what yeah. is it? 150 degrees outside right now? <laughs> Yeah, I would say. Well, it's so early, I guess, for you. 149. (laughs) Yeah, yesterday it was like 117, uh, and it's just getting hotter. And that's one of the struggles that we have right now, uh, just because uh, it's now eating into our profits a lot. uh, Right. You know, my ACs are on 24-7, and that's really where the bill comes from. Um but then, you know, the machine's going, so, and we pay a little bit higher price uh, during the summer. So we just got to play that battle of, you know, is it profitable this month or uh, is it not? And, it, and luckily for us, it's only three months out of the year. So it's not like terrible uh, all year round. Uh, come like you know, around October, <laughs> we're back. Yeah, around October, we're back to like a normal summer uh, season for like the rest of the United States, essentially. Uh, you know, we're sitting in, you know, 80s uh, for the most part. And by, you know, uh, what's after August, September. Yeah, September, our, my bill will be back to normal. And uh, the most, the majority of the power consumption will be coming from the rig again. So, it's, like I said, it's not it's not great right now with power consumption just because of the way that we're doing it and paying our power bills. Uh, it's not very profitable, uh, I should say, or we're not keeping a lot of the profits. Uh, but... It's still profitable throughout the rest of the year. So, it's, you know, we're taking the good with the bad. Uh, yeah. Well, and I was going to say, well, it would be more profitable in a place like Montana. But yeah, but in the summer it would. But they probably have more of a heat issue in the other yeah, months, right? Yeah, you you bring that up. And uh, it, it's funny that you do bring that up, I should say, because that we're, we're always looking to expand. And my next journey is going to be what we call, uh, well, not what we call it. I'm, I'm going to build a crypto shed, essentially. I'm going to get a tough shed uh, instead of putting a fat lady in there uh, and uh, trolling people on the Internet. I'm going to put my, my rigs in there. I was just trying to be funny with that. That, that fell flat. No, it didn't. Um, <laughs> um, but, yes, yeah, so essentially I'm going to put all my rigs in there. I'm going to put it on uh, its own breaker. You know, I'm, I'm going to have like a legit setup. I'm going to document all this, too, for YouTube, for anybody that you know ends up discovering us through your podcast. Uh, I'm going to document all of this uh, once I've officially moved from where I'm at now. But the goal is eventually to expand uh, bigger than that. And um, I'm originally from Wisconsin. I I moved to Phoenix about uh, 15 years ago or so. And uh, I I still have all my family back in Wisconsin. Property there is extremely cheap. Uh, Power is fairly decent. It's kind of similar to here, uh, but, you know, it's the opposite, the winter. Uh, But if I'm not living there, I don't really care about the winter. And these machines dissipate so much heat that it could literally heat a building. So winter is really not going to be an issue uh, for what is kind of Um. building an idea in my head. Uh, But essentially, I want to I want to buy a warehouse. And and I actually have one in mind. And we're kind of in the process of trying to figure it out and acquiring it because it's currently owned by the city uh, where I grew up in. And I just essentially want to build out an entire warehouse, uh, a mining facility, similar to like in China, right? And 
uh, essentially mine through there from there uh, remotely. Nice, nice. That is so so. Could you repurpose the heat that it generates? Is that that might be scientifically a question above your head, maybe? But <laughs> I think it's plausible. I, I I wouldn't put it out there that you you couldn't uh, re um, repurpose it. That's for sure. Yeah, that just a again. You're you're talking to someone who kind of dozed off in science class quite often. Yeah. I think, it, you know, the thing with, from what I've seen, at least with like YouTube University and watching other big crypto miners, uh, Bitsby Trippin being uh, a, a notable one, especially because they, they have done exactly what I want to do. Uh, and I look up to that. Uh, what I've experienced or not experienced, what I've seen, it, it's most of it is they're trying to find a way to get rid of the heat. So if maybe we could take it as an approach of trying to reutilize that heat, uh, we might be able to find a, another way to benefit from that. Yeah, well, it would it would make the uh, the uh, frozen tundras of the world a. Uh, a, a destination for well, I mean, for a certain industry at least, right? I mean, yeah, hey, I don't know. that's a good question. I, I think that's a that's a valid question. I think that that's something. I actually want to make note of that because I, I uh, again, all we were thinking of is that well, it's cold there most of the year. This will heat itself, so it'll be just self sustaining. <laughs> yeah, no, I just I, it it might be a stupid idea because I don't know uh, a lot of. Science. I don't even know what realm of science I'm usually talking in is the problem. It's like, is this is this physics or biology or no, n- right. none of these. <laughs> well, where I grew up, you know, a lot of the warehouses that were there because it, it was it used to be a really industrial area. You know, machine shops, people, uh, caterpillars. Where uh, I grew up, uh, you know, it's a lot of. Uh, a lot of fat, you know, they're building tractors and, you know, all this, you know, mechanical things, uh, you know, building the backbone of America, I guess you could say, right? Uh, so it's just really industrial there. And what they're doing now is they're just turning all of these warehouses uh, into into condos. And, you know, people, yeah, they, they need places to live. Uh, but, you know, my thought and you bringing this idea up is like, well, shit, if I'm you know, if I have a crypto mining rig on the first floor, you know, and, and it's building all this heat, I could heat all the units up top. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that uh, seems to track in my mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I uh, may, may, maybe maybe we're both miss, missing something. <laughs> right. So, weird yeah. uh, transition. So, you what prompted you uh, to move from Wisconsin to Phoenix? Was it just a job or... A lady? <laughs> uh, essentially, it was something different. So I used to work with somebody at a big box electrical uh, store. And um, I don't want to say electrical store, uh, entertainment store. And it, he was originally from here, kind of via California. He used to live in California, but all his family moved to, to Arizona. But when they did that and he got older, he's like, ah, I'm going to live with a, a friend uh, out in Wisconsin, which I was like, why well, did you move to Wisconsin? Um, <laughs> when we talk about it, but eventually he made the decision to move back. Uh, well, we kept in touch 
uh, and, and just you know, chit-chatting like on the internet and things. Uh, and uh, eventually he was like, I don't know, I was complaining about the winter, Emma, and like it's cold, there's you know, dozens of feet of snow. And he's like, well, hey, you know, we're, we have a roommate where I live that's moving out. If you ever decide, you know, you want to move here, you know, there's a spot. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I played with that for like a couple months and just trying to figure out, okay, what am I going to do? Uh, and then uh, I got promoted uh, at the place and I uh, promoted to a project team. So essentially I would go in and uh, start, uh, or I would go to different locations, I should say, and, and revamp whatever the layout is of the big box store. Uh, or we would be changing out electrical pieces for speakers and another just trying to give more hints of kind of where I work without having actually given the name. Uh, but essentially when that happened, uh, I, I just basically put it on a back burner and, you know, was doing the traveling gig for a while throughout Wisconsin. We went uh, to Hawaii one time is all over the place essentially. Um, but during the winter times, because how busy they get with the Black Friday stuff, uh, everybody's got to go to their home store, uh, and they got to help. Essentially, that that was just the company motto uh, at the time. I don't, I don't know if that is what they do now, but so uh, the winter came. Went back to my my home store. The manager at the time that you know when I left uh, seemed to have some type of uh, bad attitude with me leaving from the the initial because it had only been a few months from moving to this new gig to to coming back now and uh we got into it uh, essentially and um that led to me quitting and i ended up at that point i was like all right well uh here we are i was able to file unemployment and uh, because I, I quit under bad terms because of the, the fight that took out and, and they were stupid enough to say, oh yeah, that happened. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I was starting to get unemployment and one day, uh, in this, at this time, again, it was the winter time. One day it just snowed and it didn't stop. Uh, by the, the next morning we had six feet on the ground, oh. uh, I had been uh, living with my mom because she had asked me to move in because she just recently got a divorce and needed help with the bills. Uh, so she asked me, you know, hey, can you help me you know, shovel me out? And so I'm outside in the driveway trying to get the snow out of the of, out of the driveway. And I'm just like sitting there thinking to myself, like, why am I doing this? Like, this is I hate snow. Like, why? Why? I don't want to do this ever again. And so the next day I bought a plane ticket and two weeks later I was living in Arizona. Nice. <laughs> I, I, uh, so I'm in St. Petersburg, Florida, which is the, the funny thing is the, the Floridians over here look at the Arizona 117 degrees and it's like, but it's a dry heat. We've got the humidity. <laughs> Yeah, once you break a hundred, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, no, that sounds miserable. Yeah, and and St. Petersburg, by the way, off on a tangent, we're a peninsula on okay. a peninsula. So Florida is a peninsula, but we're a peninsula off of it. So we're surrounded by water on on three sides. So we never, I don't think we've ever actually gotten to a hundred degrees because the water 
never warms up that much to allow. Okay. So, so if you cross the bridge into Tampa, you can get into three digits. But St. Petersburg always got a little buffer. We're never as we're never as hot. We're never as cold. So, like Tampa could be thirty degrees, we'll be forty. Oh wow! Yeah. So we. Well, I've I've I found a, a paradise of uh, although well we we'll, we'll never see snow. I think I remember when I was three years old I saw snow, so there was a freak incident. But that was thirty one years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Is there does it snow in in Arizona in the winter? So in the nor- yeah, in the northern part of Arizona, it does snow. They have all four seasons, uh, like areas like Flagstaff. So you they you can experience it, right? So it's a drive away. Uh, it has snowed here in the valley uh, from time to time. Uh, it never sticks, so it would happen as if it, it never happened. Uh, but you know, the news gets a hold of it because you know snow's not supposed to happen mm-hmm. here, and they, they make a big deal about it. Uh, but it has happened. Uh, but yeah, other than that, from where I am, I, no snow, nothing. I, I get terrified going back home. Uh, during the winter sometimes uh, just because there is always that chance that oh shit we're stuck here for a little bit because the planes can't leave oh yeah (laughs) that's see you're you've got the experience so a lot of people a lot of my friends are people who have lived in Florida their whole life and they romanticize snow yeah and I love talking to people who are from the north and it's like snow's not (laughs) No, it, it's great to see it's it's pretty when it first lands um but then there's reality sets in and you know people have to go to work and do their thing and life has to continue and snow becomes this god-awful slush and it's all dirty and it's just miserable to deal with and then if it gets cold again it turns to fucking ice and then it's yeah it's just a nightmare i don't i don't understand why people <laughs> live in the, in the <laughs> snow one of my favorite childhood memories, I remember going to North Carolina in the winter to like a ski resort and the whole ground was ice and my family was slipping and falling and I hadn't yet. So I'm like, I can do this. I don't know what's wrong. And I take a whiff and just slam down harder, like whole body, probably got concussed a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I right as I start bragging, I've got I've got this. You guys, I don't know why you keep slipping down on your knee on ice and I just shoo eat it. So ever since then I've been averse to uh to icy <laughs> icy yeah, conditions. I, as a kid that was like a regular thing. We just go to the park where they had hills and as we're trying to go sled, you know, someone's getting hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry, that was a refill sponsored by Bleed uh, Canadian Whiskey. <laughs> um, so let me let me ask you about um, what prompted you. You've got a highly successful podcast. Oh, thank you. Uh, an enjoyable podcast. I, I shouldn't say successful and not enjoyable. <laughs> but what uh, what got the gears going with that? Um. Well, when we started, I actually had never listened to a podcast. Um, I knew of Joe Rogan and, and what he was doing and maybe watched a clip here and there. 
of somebody famous that I, I liked uh, on his podcast. But essentially, you know, me and my friends, we would hang out, you know, every now and then. Uh, and in the backyard, we're having these conversations, you know, just about life and everything else. And um, I was just like, I'm sure other people could relate to exactly what we talk about out here. Like, well, why wouldn't, why don't we just share this, you know, put it on the internet and see what happens. And so then we started the podcast and, um, we realized that, you know, getting drunk every Sunday was probably not the best idea. Uh, although it was extremely fun. Uh, but we, you know, we started growing. Okay. Well, what do, what do we want to do with the podcast? And so, you know, we're like, okay, well, you know, let's, you know, keeping it, the way that we wanted uh, was, you know, let's bring in people, interview them. Uh, let's, you know, continue to make it funny and, and just try to figure out how we can, you know, incorporate our stuff with that. And we used to have an agenda and we, we've modified the show a million times at this point. Uh, but we've had, uh, we started out with having comedians from the local Phoenix area in, uh, and that was great, you know, and you get to see these guys, you know, basically they're doing what we're doing with the pod with their comedian career, or comedic career. And, and they're starting from the ground up and, you know, uh, starting to do you know national tours and things like that. Like Luis Alvarez is, is touring with, um, uh, which is, I, I, right now I know he's touring with a main feature uh, currently, uh, which he, he was on one of our first few guests. He, he's a great comedian too. Uh, you know, and we, we've got to build these relationships with them and, and that kind of spurred off. Uh, but we're also huge movie fanatics and we used to talk about movies all the time on the podcast. So then we're like, well, why don't we talk to actors? Right. And so we incorporated that, uh, and trying to incorporate them into our, our stuff with the agenda. And we found that that, eh, that was great, but let's make it more of, you know, let's get to know them so we can essentially be friends, right? Trying to make friends over the podcast. And I think that's kind of what podcasting is, is even though like, you know, you call it interview or things like that. Uh, we, we don't really interview people. We ask some questions, right? But essentially we're just trying to get to know them so we can uh, build a relationship and, and kind of expand that now. And since me and my co-host, because it, it used to be three of us, uh, one has parted ways with the podcast, but me and my co-host now are, are continuing you know, to have it grow. Uh, we have been, uh, what, we started our crypto journey and I knew that when we started it, I wanted to somehow document it in a way. And I didn't know how to, how really want, I wanted to do that. So I just started recording what was going on and how we're building things. And then I, we would just add voiceover later, uh, in figuring out what we wanted to do. And I don't know if we wanted to do like a separate YouTube channel, if we want to incorporate to this and eventually it led to us incorporating it into this. Uh, and now we're having conversations with, uh, crypto miners that, you know, essentially I've learned from, uh, and my co-hosts have learned from, uh, and it's building our knowledge, I guess, a little bit more. <laughs> I don't mean to sound unsure of that. It's just, Crypto itself is an always learning thing because there's always something new every single day. So we're, we're still it's, – it's a progress. No, I, I love that. That, that kind of uh, self-assures me a little bit in a weird way because it's – I've got a mixture of I, – I like to talk to comedians, but I also like to learn things. Yeah. Uh, so that's in essence what <laughs> – 
<laughs> what this is. It's like, oh, we'll, we'll figure it out. I'll, I'll talk to interesting people. and You know, it's funny, too, because when, when we have comedians on and we're talking and going back and forth, one of the questions a lot of them ask me is, like, you don't, you don't do stand-up? And I'm like, no. Nah. I mean, I thought about it, but I, I just, it, it hasn't been a priority to actually do it. And one, I, I don't know how to write a joke. So that that's, I think, really where my biggest struggle is instead of to going up and actually doing it. I've read books and listened to books. I don't read. Uh, I listen. I listen to books. Um, yeah, it's it, that doesn't. I, I don't find any attraction to actually reading a book. I, I don't know. Listen to it. I can listen to books all day. It's that it actually really joy mine. Um, but yes, and I'm just like okay, well, and then they tell you, you know, like the basic structure, and, and I'm like I, you know, and and so I've, I've attempted to you know put it down in in, uh, in like my notepad on my phone and things like that. And I'm like, I don't know how I'm like really trying to work this out. And, and, um, so I, I just haven't pursued that, but, you know, having the conversations with them and going back and forth, it, it, it's fun. It's entertaining. Uh, it can be really crazy at times, but yet, you know, the comedy aspect is really what got us into this. And, and we don't want to let that go because we have a lot of fun when we, when we bring comedians onto our show. Yeah, no, it's um, very, it was a few years ago when I was hanging out at a comedy club and talking to the comedians and I was in conversation, and this is where you are, I think, in conversation, I was making them laugh hysterically and they're like, go, go do an open mic. And I'm like, nah, I'm not that funny. I'm conversational funny. Yeah. But if you're funny, you're funny. I, you know, it, it you'll find, you'll find, well, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with the stage either. Cause we, we do live events for the, the podcast and you know, it's a bunch of us are just like, we recently just did one not that long ago, which we have behind a paywall now. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, it was, it's a lot of fun. I'm not afraid to be up on the stage or anything like that. It's just, I don't know if it was just, it's not a priority right now. I, I don't know. Or maybe I'm just making excuses. That's what it is. But well, it, it is something I'd like to try. Well, yeah, you, you should try it at some point. I, I, I would say, as as a guy who does some open mics, <laughs> with no authority on anything whatsoever. <laughs> So I, I and I, and even even saying that I, I only started doing open mics because I was trying to write uh, screenplays, and I was writing. I've got a couple nearly finished dark comedies. Depending on my mood, I will shift from project to project, okay. which I think is healthy. But I was writing dark comedies, and I, I I'd occasionally just read through it. I'm like, this is dark. It's not a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I literally reached out to comedians and they're like, well, start doing stand up. Even if you're not good, just do it because you'll have to find funny because you will find you need to make people laugh if yeah. you're up doing it. Uh, and, and the other suggestion was, hey, start a podcast. And I'm like, well, that, that seems boring to me. And then all of a sudden podcast like I listen to podcasts eight hours a day but while i'm doing other things of course not yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um 
that's my pitch to to people who don't listen to podcasts, like family members who don't listen to my podcast. It's like you don't need to focus on it; you can just let it play. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, you know that's the thing too. Like uh, the approach that we took when we first started, and we still kind of you know have this approach to it is. If you enjoy morning radio, essentially that's our show. Like, yes, yeah. we have guests and we interview them for an hour or so, uh, but our show is really a morning radio show. So if you got an hour to kill, uh, it would be something to just have good uh, in the background you know, or on your commute to work or from work. It, it's just it, – it's it's a good listen in the background. I uh, I was going to say this earlier, but I, I can't – I don't want to say this offensively, but I was going to say your podcast with the 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 tune that plays in the background and everything, it plays really well. And I again, I, I don't mean this in a bad way. It's really good going about your life having it play podcast. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and I mean that in a good way. Like we we've even had a guest on, and like, dude. I don't know what you guys did, but it, this is marketing genius because it ended up making me stick around for the rest of the, the entire episode because he was checking us out before he came on. And he's like, I'm listening to the song. And I'm like, oh, this is just a promo. And, and then you know, we're going into it. And then an hour later, he's like, oh, they fucking got me. <laughs> <laughs> that's but that's. I think that's the the idea of podcasts is is it's like morning radio except for it's not limited by there's sponsorships sure yeah. but but you don't have to go 5 minutes every hour where <laughs> with a with a gap where yeah. it's like yeah I'm not staying tuned to uh, listening to Morgan and Morgan advertise about suing people <laughs> I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna change to uh, listen. Oh, Imagine Dragons is on. That that show is gone. But podcasts, even with sponsorships, they can play through. Just let you live your life and let them play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like the big guys, they have freaking like ten minutes of of sponsorships before the episode even starts. It's like with them, it's it's. That I know that's paying the bills with everything when it comes to their podcast, but that, that like that's a bulk, a lot of content uh, that's just sitting there. That's all ads, um, and, and we're we're having fun with ours. So it's, and I would never recommend anyone skip through my ads, but that's a, <laughs> that's that's what you do in pot. Like I listen to the Adam Carolla show. See what. what what I've skip, experienced is <laughs> we, we used to have uh, constant sponsors regularly, and now we've become more selective. So yeah. now we're having like episodes that are uh, are not sponsored at all uh, because we're just especially recently because, again, we're being more picky about who we have as a sponsor. Uh, but we used to have them all the time. Like it, essentially uh, the podcast is being paid for regularly uh, with uh, all of the sponsors that we had rolling through, but it was a lot. Uh, at least three minutes uh, throughout an entire episode, you'd have a sponsor somewhere. And uh, you were reading those ads, and, and what I've noticed and experienced, especially with our audience, like, yeah, they're, they're skipping through the sponsors, but every now and then you get one, 
hey, thanks for referring me to X, right? Uh, one of our uh, old sponsors was uh, Muscle Vodka. Uh, if you want to bleep that out, you can. Uh, yep. They're growing substantially right now, uh, and it's amazing to see the growth that that company is going through, but they're a small company from Florida. Uh, they have ties to uh, a lot of the uh, Olympic, I don't want to say Olympic, but bodybuilders, you know, like, and, and pro wrestlers and things like that, people that just uh, center it around, you know, building their body up. Uh, she's good. The owner of it is really good friends with Hulk Hogan. Mm. So in case you want to, you know, maybe try that aspect of, of me reaching out to her to get him on your show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just kidding, but yeah, having that on there, like the uh, people were enjoying her drink essentially, uh, and they they were they were like, oh man, thanks, man, like that. This is a very clean vodka for essentially it was like kettle one, but you know. Uh, at a cost that's not kettle one so it it was just a good vodka and everybody was kind of just you know hey yeah thank you thanks for referring it's weird the feedback you get from your podcast every now and then it's because uh, they, they thank you for things that you're like that that was just like nothing in the podcast I, I don't even know why we even said it <laughs> <laughs> you're um I can edit this out if you want but the the uh the tor- the poor man's Tom Segura. Uh, thanks. <laughs> and, and I don't. I, I. I would. I. The one thing I'd say is not a poor man's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. I. I was. I. It, sorry. I, maybe this is the drinking. It. I mean, it's almost two p.m. So I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> but. <laughs> but I was sitting here like, oh. Uh, do you know the uh, Two Bears One Cave with, yep. with Tom Zero and Bert Kreischer? I'm like, oh, this this is turning into that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm not Bert Kreischer, but I'm an alcoholic. Uh, no, I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> well, what's funny about that is so I've gotten that uh, quite a bit, especially getting in the local scene of Phoenix. Uh, when we first started the podcast, uh, a local comic here. Uh, at one of the dive bars that we have literally called me out (laughs) we got Tom Segura over here and saying a bunch of other stuff and I'm like and at that time this is almost three years ago I I didn't even know who he was yeah I'm like okay uh, that's funny and then so he asked me to say bikes and you know and I said it wrong uh, and everybody laughed because I didn't say it the way Tom did, and everybody knew who Tom was but me. So, you know, I became a butt of a joke at one of these comedy shows, which essentially, uh, as an audience member, you kind of want that because yeah. you, you're you're building, especially like someone like me, because that kind of opened more doors to other comedians because they found that funny with the interaction that was going on. Uh, and on a regular basis, uh, having guests on, going to open mics, uh, introduce myself to more of the local comedy scene like it just became a regular rolling thing and now that we're getting comedians that are not uh just here in phoenix like we're getting a lot of la comics at this point uh, a couple from new york uh they uh coming out pretty soon uh they say the same thing without even getting the context like so because most of these guests that we have like their first interaction is me kind of just chit-chatting with them or liking a couple things they don't they don't check us out and then eventually i'm like hey you know you, you want to come on the podcast uh this is what we do you know, and kind of explain you know how 
uh, how the show rolls and, and, and they agree. Uh, in that particular post on social media, uh, uh, Stephen Briggs, uh, he's good, uh, an actor, comedian. He's, he's very popular in, in L.A. Uh, and he's like, he just said it out of nowhere. He's like, you're the poor man's Tom Segura. And, and <laughs> I found that funny, right? And, and so we made the, the give. And then he gave Scott a name. He's like, you're, you're like one of the cartoon characters on South Park. <laughs> uh, uh, let's give me one second. Let me take a quick break. Okay. We'll be right back. Here's an unpaid sponsorship for Frontier Communications. Do you miss dial-up internet speeds? Do you want to see what it's like to live in a world without internet? Do you want an internet provider with horrendous customer service? Do you want to just flush money down the toilet? Well, if so, I have an internet provider for you. Frontier Communication provides internet speeds at literally five one-thousandths. Uh, yeah. That's hard to say. The speed of its local competitors. Not only that, they charge you more for it. If you miss the days of taking three minutes to download an image of Pamela Anderson for your jerk-off sessions and knowing that you'd never have enough time to download a video, get yourself Frontier Communications Internet. And because you're a listener to the Jeff McAlino podcast, I've got a great deal for you. Reach out to Frontier Communications on Twitter and tell them to go fuck themselves and that Jeff McAlino sent you. And you will be eligible to get the slowest internet speeds at the highest internet price if you live in Pinellas County, Florida. Frontier Communications. Vintage internet. You've got mail. You know my dad, Jeff McAlino, is a cool dad, but he's still old and not hip, which he shows by telling me to use the word hip. No one uses it anymore. Anyway, here's a segment where my dad has to go to Urban Dictionary to look up something that confused him on social media. What got you confused this week, Dad? All right, today on Urban Dictionary... Uh, I actually got this one from a real life, uh, having uh, dinner and uh, drinks with some of my good friends a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was a week ago, time time travel, or time travel, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> okay, anyway, so let's get to it. Uh, I was told to look this one up uh, because we were talking about being millennials. Uh, millennials are anyone, I think, like that it's currently age like 28 to 40 or something. It's a, it's a wide range. And, uh, you know, me and my friends, we don't really consider ourselves millennials, but we technically are in those years. Uh, I do think there's a difference between the older millennials and younger millennials, but that's besides the point. The point was, she told me that, uh, generation Z, somebody had, uh, come up with a term, to uh, describe millennials, and they said we're the Chugi generation. Uh, Chugi, spelled C-H-E-U-G-Y. So let's check it out on Urban Dictionary. 
top definition. The opposite of trendy. Stylish in middle school and high school, but no longer in style. Used when someone still follows these out-of-date trends. This may include, but not be limited to, fashion, habits on social media, usage of slang, slang, etc. My friend told me to change out of my favorite pair of Miss Me jeans because they were chuggy. All right, let's give one more. All right. Chuggy, another way to describe aesthetics people experience that experiences that are basic. It was coined by a now 23-year-old white woman in 2013 while a student at Beverly Hills High School on whom the irony is apparently lost. According to the New York Times, Chuggy, pronounced Chuggy, can be used broadly to describe someone who is out of date or trying too hard. Did you read that New York Times article about Chuggy? It was pretty Chuggy. Yeah, they keep trying to make Chuggy happen. Don't worry, it's not going to happen. Uh, all right. Uh, so fuck Generation Z. And I can say that because less than 1% of my audience is under the age of 25. So I don't think I'm going to lose anyone. Uh, do, you, do you think that people in their 30s give a shit about what Generation Z TikTok motherfuckers think? No, no, we don't. Couldn't care less. Uh, and I was going to accuse them of more things, but I'll be honest. I'm not entirely sure that millennials aren't the, the pronoun, you know weird, super stiff group. I think they're the younger millennials, maybe, or maybe the older Gen Z. I don't really know. I don't give a shit what anyone in any generation, including my own, thinks, and yeah, it's cool not to be hip. As my daughter says, you're not hip because nobody uses that word. And nobody uses the word chuggy either. Uh, And if you describe me as chuggy, you can go fuck yourself. I don't care. I... Although I'm looking at some of the things, I'm clicking on other links here. I mean, if you're calling skinny jeans chuggy, then I'm definitely not skinny jeans. Um, <laughs> so uh, <coughs> I'm fully against skinny jeans because I've got, you know, a dick and balls. So I, I prefer to uh, not strangle them to death with my pants. Um, all right. Well, so that's chuggy. A word that uh, I don't think you'll ever hear me use. Uh, although maybe I'll start getting drunk and using it uh, ironically or uh, misusing it in different ways because I like to use words the way I like to use them. Anyways, that's Chugi. Thank you, UrbanDictionary.com. All right, and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> the I love the poor man's edition. <laughs> that's that's uh, I was talking to someone. It's like they call me a jack of all trades, and I'm kind of offended because the whole saying is jack of all trades, master of none. The poor man. I I've gotten from people who've listened to my podcast. I've gotten the poor man's. Uh, Joe Rogan, poor man's Doug Stanhope, poor man's Burt Kreischer. I've gotten a gazillion poor man's. It's like, that's that's not a compliment, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's like a backhanded compliment. <laughs> like, Thank yes, I, yeah, I'm poor compared to those guys. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's exactly Makes me feel real good. 
<laughs> well, you know, it's funny. So we had a, a local radio personality on our show also, uh, Mo Radio. Uh, mm. She does the afternoons on our alternative channel here in Arizona. And she goes, you're the, you're like the great value version of Tom Segura. I'm like, Damn it. <laughs> I, I find it funny though. It, it doesn't offend me it, it, and I'm not hurt by it. I, I think it's, it's, I think um, it's intended as a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, uh, I, I get it because kind of, kind of have the look, you, you look kind of similar <laughs> and you're funny, but you're, uh, Tom Segura is very funny in a ordinary tone way. If yeah. I, I don't know if that makes sense. He can just be talking in a normal sentence and hit a punchline. A lot a lot of uh comedians they have a cadence where it's ba 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 bam. You yeah. know? Like Bert Kreischer. <laughs> it's got a ba 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 bam. But Tom Segura can just be ba 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 and that's yeah. the punchline, and 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 that's how. I, I mean, just from my perspective, that's. <laughs> I'm a I'm a comedy nerd, but. <laughs> yeah, you see that. <laughs> like I said, I don't find offense to it. I actually, we've been playing on it more. So if it's brought up, uh, there there are a couple pieces of content out there when it comes to uh, your mom's house or. Um, making fun of me with the whole uh, poor man's Tom Segura and, and other things like that. So it, when it comes up on the pod, we definitely try to make some type of material that we put on social media about it. Yeah. Well, hopefully Tom Segura takes notice. But, right, right. <laughs> but I, I love uh, at least one episode I listened to of yours. You you had – I have a uh, fake sponsor – which is my former uh, internet company. You have a fake sponsor of the U.S. government. I love that. So, uh, well, it's funny. It's it's more of an inside joke, too, which you really shouldn't be doing on podcasts it, 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 unless – well, you do it for, you know, your core audience, but anybody newly discovering, they're like, what the hell is this? But it, oh, I we, loved it. <laughs> we, we, find, we find it funny uh, because we do have a conspiracy on the show. I, I want to say it's episode – uh, 94 or, or somewhere around there. It's just under 100. Uh, that episode is about conspiracies in itself. And I discovered, I, and I don't know, maybe I created it, uh, that you know our show is being listened to by the government, maybe. Uh, I go into a lot of detail and explaining all the steps uh, of, of where the conspiracy came from, uh, just because we had a, a huge bump in listens one day. Uh, and I'm like, what the hell just happened? Like, what do we do right? Because normally we don't do things right. And so I'm like trying to figure out what happened. Uh, and the provider that we used to have for our host provider, you know, you could get pretty detailed in, in the uh, Atlantic, uh, the analytics. And so I'm like, okay, where is it? You know, what is it? Found out it was this website. The website itself uh, is a, a library of the internet essentially and so i'm like what the f like i didn't even know that existed right i uh, found out that the library of internet is just outside of washington dc uh the library of the internet is also owned by organizations that are owned by the clintons and other big huge you know big people in in the the government game i guess you could say and, you know, 
they'd be these organizations that own you know majority of whatever the library of the internet is and you go to google what whose organization is this and then all of a sudden you see hillary's clinton name all over it you're like "Uh uh-oh uh, and so we're like, yeah. So uh, uh, we went really deep, and well, I shouldn't say we. I went really deep in it, and I spun it to, to my co-host, and he's like, "What the fuck?" So we've we've been wanting to incorporate something new into our show, which essentially is uh, fake sponsors, uh, just so we, you know, if a sponsor happens to stumble on it, they can hear us, you know, doing some type of ad role, and, and when they reach out to us, it's someone we want to work with. Uh, you know, essentially they know what to expect and so we're like yeah we need to do this and we've been wanting to do it for a long time so that episode when we actually dropped it and actually we dropped it on the crypto episode which is even kind of more funny if you think about it because it's cryptocurrency yes uh, like, you're it made these people to- stand up <laughs> <laughs> no I, that, I, I, I have a fake sponsor yeah. So that's why I, I'm like, oh my god, this is great. <laughs> but but I, I have a fake sponsor with my old internet company who who provided one uh, mega. Yeah, I heard your ad read. That's oh, cool. you did? <laughs> talking trash about them. Yeah. Vintage funny. internet. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's yeah. That, that's uh. But when I heard that, I'm like, oh, other people do this too. <laughs> I need to go back and and find that episode that you referenced, though, because I love a conspiracy theory, and I'm not a, a QAnon type person. No, we Let, love let's be clear. <laughs> yeah, we love conspiracies. It, like we just like the idea of them. Now, and, and the idea of conspiracies is that it, well, shit, this could be plausible. So that that's why we really like uh, you know diving into, it. and we even have a question sometimes that we ask our guests. About end of the show like you know what's your favorite conspiracy or uh like we recently had dave sear on another la comic and uh as soon as we get into one of our questions at the end of the show uh he went off on a tangent with another conspiracy and we were blown away uh one of the questions that we always ask our guests and it's a running skit on our show if you listen to more and more episodes we literally asked somebody from australia and we're going to do it again this next week (laughs) If Australia is even real, uh, I, I drunkenly did it uh, one one episode when we had somebody from Australia on a rapper that's uh, fairly well known in Australia, uh, Muggsy, and uh, he was thrown off by it, and we were all laughing when it, it happened, uh, and so we just kept it rolling <laughs> since then, and, uh, and, and you know we were throwing off all of our guests, and they're like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Sometimes they're like, I don't get it. Like, why, why even ask this question? And he's like, you need to get better questions. Stephen Briggs specifically said that. He's like, you need to get better questions. But then we ask to, to somebody else, and all of a sudden it branches off into another conspiracy, or uh, like the episode you, you listened to with the crypto, John Maz, his, uh, his dad is a flat earther, and the way that we pitch the Australia question is, it's like, if you're going to play into what flat earth theory might be, do you think Australia is real? And he goes off into talking about, you know, his father-in-law, who's a flat earther and the conversations that they have. And that piqued my interest of, well, how, how is Thanksgiving and Christmas? Cause you guys got to sit around each other and you're clearly not one. And he is. And, <laughs> and I, so it goes into a whole different conversation. 
I've been wanting to, you could probably get it on your podcast. I've been wanting to get a flat earther on my podcast to interview solely about a flat earth. They, they're, they're, they're not willing generally. We, well, we know, we know a couple people that already want to come on the show uh, and we've been hesitant on actually inviting them on because we just, we don't, I think it, it, it's like one of those things where you get them on, you get them on your show and you're like, okay, what now? Like, well, we've been making fun of it this entire time, kind yeah. of like not trying to offend people, but punching down kind of <laughs> now what you know what? yeah <laughs> and so uh yeah we have a couple people that we, we that have reached out to want to come on and talk about it and we're like yeah okay let, let's and, and that's the one thing too like we're booked out months already at this point with guests so it's like okay when can we actually do this too uh not not more being hesitant uh with anything so it's just a matter of timing i guess you could say yeah. Well, Mark, I, I've i had so much fun talking to you. I, I, we've gone all over the map. <laughs> I know, right? I know you wanted to keep this crypto. Sorry, we all went all over. No, no, it's my... It, it, it's me. That's how I... I fire all over the place. I'm like, hey, this reminds me of this. Let's talk about it. <laughs> so, no. But, um... Uh, and I'll link everything in the show notes, but uh, tell my audience where they can find you, uh, your podcast, obviously, and anything you want to plug. Okay. Uh, except, except, except for uh, this. Don't plug that unless they sponsor me. <laughs> Um, you can always find us at amigospc.net. That's uh, essentially our centralized area of finding everything. Uh, we're on social media everywhere at Amigos PC. Uh, I would really uh, encourage people that are checking out if they want to know more about crypto, uh, go to our YouTube channel because that's where all the crypto content is going to be. We're not going to be putting it on the actual podcast feed. Uh, so. Go check it out. Uh, essentially, we're going to be documenting our journey. Uh, we figured out how to mine coins that are not mineable, uh, which, I mean, if you do a little bit of research, you can figure this out. But since we are remote, it is a little bit more difficult. and You have to uh, basically force your operating system that you use in doing this. So uh, we're going to be documenting that. Uh, and then, yeah, just check us out. We, we drop an episode every Monday, every single week uh, on the podcast. And... Uh, we try to have essentially all of our favorite people in comedy, cinema, and crypto. Nice. Well, Mark uh, and and my audience, uh, I had a delightful time beyond beyond my expectations. Uh, m- maybe it was the 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 sponsored uh, unsponsored whiskey over here, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, no, I had a great time. Thank you so if much. Helps, if it helps, my movie cup of uh, vodka was perfectly fine. Oh, that was, oh, okay. That makes me feel so much better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew it, you, you. The way you pitched the show, I was like, you know what? I gotta have a little bit of a, uh, something uh, just to. I wasn't. I wasn't sure when you were drinking. I'm like, I don't know. That could be coffee, but. 
<laughs> Seems like an odd, odd, odd cup to drink coffee out. <laughs> but uh, I had a blast. Thank you for joining me, and uh, folks, uh, Amigos PC. Follow Mike and uh, Mark, not Mike. I'll tell you a Mike story in a minute. Uh, Mark Anderson, uh, and uh, thanks for joining us on the Jeff Macalino podcast. Like, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. You know the deal. Peace. All right, that was it. Me and Mark Anderson uh, had a fun time chatting with him. Uh, I'll, uh, again, check the show notes for uh, the links for some of the things that we discussed. Uh, he has a very successful podcast, uh, as mentioned, and uh, interested to see. Uh, he talked about his uh, documenting his crypto journey, so interested to see that, and uh, maybe maybe talk again in the future. And Mark, got to give him a lot of credit. I've been on a weird, just fucked up sleep schedule for uh, this particular interview was uh, at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, and I woke up uh, less than an hour prior to us starting. Uh, so I had one cup of coffee and then switched to the uh, switched to the old whiskey. Uh, so uh, I was a little nervous, and uh, I don't know that I was 100% on my game, but uh, I don't think it was too terribly obvious. And uh, Mark uh, had a good time chatting with him, and we talked for quite a while uh, after I turned off the recorder as well. Good dude, very funny, uh, enjoyable to talk to, and, uh, you know, again, check out check out all his stuff. All right, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, again, reminder, you know, follow me on Twitter if you're not, at St. J. Mac, S-A-I-N-T-J-M-A-C. Instagram, same, same handle, uh, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. I've gotten somebody uh, who's coming up in a future episode, Kim, uh, encouraged me to uh, try to get some more content put up there. So I will, but uh, it would be nicer if I had a few more subscribers. So you can just search my name on there. You'll find me. Uh, and uh, like I said, in the pre-roll, the uh, Facebook uh, group, go ahead, like that. And... Uh, Hey, if you want to chat with me, you have a question for me, shoot me a message uh, on any of those platforms that I mentioned. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm in, I'm an open book. So, uh, anyways, hopefully I can uh, re-get uh, my uh, <laughs> sleep schedule back to a normal, uh, normal routine so I'm not up until uh, 6, 7 in the morning and then sleeping uh, until afternoon. That's not, uh, not, not my favorite way to live (laughs) necessarily. (laughs) So, all right. Uh, go lightning. Fuck the New York Islanders. Peace.